Grant. Haha, <laughs> I did it right that time the first try. All right. Well, I I imagine that this is going to go a bit more smoothly if only because you actually know what we're doing now. <laughs> Just a little bit. <laughs> yep. Um but also it might not go smoothly because we haven't done this in a while. Despite mm-hmm. despite our best efforts. <laughs> <laughs> we tried really hard though. I know. I feel like the world's trying to tell us something but we're going to refuse to listen. Yeah. That's uh, what I do. Alrighty. Well, do you want your comic to go first or my comic to go first? Who went first last time? I think I went first. Like your comic went first? I think so. Yeah, because we ended remember. talking about... Um, <laughs> Math and stuff. <laughs> about like, yeah. About like intellectual topics. Sure. All right. Well, then, okay, you can describe mine first this time. Uh, oh, gosh. Okay, it's it's not it's not nearly as serious. Okay. I mean, the other one obviously wasn't serious because we're doing comics, but I don't think it'll become quite as serious. This kid looks weird. I know. <laughs> but it's a good comic. <laughs> Would you like to paint a word picture mm-hmm. for the listeners? I'm, I'm going to got to read it all first. There's not much to read. <laughs> okay, so there's a young boy who's like reaching up into his mailbox and pulling out some letters. And then he is, throws some of the or some of the letters then get scattered on the ground and he's opening one that says Lilo or Leo and then Leo, something I don't who is the ti- the titular character of the comic. Okay. Um and then the next frame of the comic looks like it's a bunch of explosions and fireworks. And then Leo is now laying on the ground with what appears to be a bunch of soot on his face. And there is, what, fireworks in the background saying, visit Bob's fireworks for all your pyrotechnic needs. <laughs> <laughs> oh, that seems illegal. I feel like you can't, like, mail fireworks that explode when people open an envelope. I feel like that's marginally dangerous. Probably. Well, I had two main two main questions about okay. this comic for you. So the first one is the obvious one, which is just, do you like fireworks? Are you a bit of a pyromaniac? Yeah, I like fireworks. I'm that nerd who, like, loves the science behind fireworks and mm. loves trying to remember what like elements are used to make each color and stuff but because that's mostly going to be the alkali metals are a lot of the ones Um, that are colorful well i think some of those are used but actually it's a lot of um there's a huge variety on like kind of where they are from the periodic table because you just got to get really creative to get all of the vivid colors okay Gotcha. Yeah, I just remember, I mean, I obviously have done way less chemistry than you, having only Mm -hmm. taken one semester of Chem 1. But we had to do a... What are you... Are you typing? Yeah. Okay. That's the the biggest issue with using the computer mic, is that I can hear all of that so much. I mean, Uh... it won't affect it, because it won't affect, like, when I'm talking, but try to not type while you're talking. 
Okay, I as I've told that. you about Jack, like Jack's issue is that he would click while he was talking, mm-hmm. and that's problematic. But yeah, you can keep typing. I was just wondering. No, I'm done typing now. Okay, I'm good. But in Chem One, we did this lab called the Unknown White Compound, where every lab group oh, was just God. given a, a white compound. You know that all yep. kind of looked vaguely like salt of some variety. I mean, they mm-hmm. all technically were salts because that's just what you do. Uh, but they're all different kind of salts, and you had to figure out what it was. And the main thing was, I don't, I don't remember what process we used to figure out what halogen was a part of it. Uh, I don't really remember. But you would do flame tests to figure out what the metal was. Yep. And the issue is that all of the sticks that we had for, like, burning stuff on were all, like, <laughs> contaminated. None of them had gotten cleaned properly. Uh... And I think we had magnesium which was which basically burned clear yeah it burns you know it doesn't burn yeah. with a color and so but it kept burning yellow like sodium because everything was contaminated yeah. and we knew that we had chlorine as the halogen so we kept thinking that we just had table salt and we kept telling our you know our ta that and luckily we had a very nice ta there are lots of mean chem tas who would mm-hmm. not have cared and just said well that stinks uh but she was very nice and like helped us do the flame test and then agreed with us even though like obviously she knew that we had magnesium chloride and eventually just told us that uh yeah yeah that was frustrating <laughs> what kind of fireworks did you do for fourth of july um did you do any? i didn't actually i didn't set off any of my own we just kind of saw a fireworks display where at what where'd you go oh up along the north shore oh like superior very cool. So it was cool. It was just like I was never able to be involved in the actual firework explosion, which is something I'm okay with. Well, then you, I can handle then, it. Well, okay. When I when I first boy. asked, "Are you like a pyromaniac?" You said, "Yeah," but you're not. <laughs> I like blowing things up, but I don't have like a compulsive need to blow things up. Like oh, if, okay, that's fair. if there's a convenient situation where I have things to blow up and a safe space to blow them up in, I will be very pleased to do that. But gotcha. it's not something that I constantly need in my life of like, ooh, what can I blow up next? I burned all my firewood. Time to start working on the house. <laughs> okay, fair. you've made your point. <laughs> <laughs> I was watching uh, Monsters, Inc. with Aaron the other day, and there's the scene near the beginning where one of the monsters gets a sock on him. Oh, no. So they call in, like... Oh, yeah. They're equivalent, like, you know, a bunch of monsters in hazmat suits, and they, like, take it off with tongs and put it on the ground and then put, a like, a bomb, uh, like a, you know, I don't know what the yeah. term would be, but, like, a big metal bowl like over it that they screw into the ground, it. yeah, and then blow <laughs> it up inside and sweep up the remains. That's a good scene. <laughs> Uh, I wonder what it would take to like. I wonder like how strong just an arbitrary bowl would be. Like if I threw, if we like, did like a really crappy job of recreating that scene. Except you just <laughs> use a mixing bowl from your kitchen and duct tape it to the ground. <laughs> like how strong of a firecracker you could put under there before it like broke. I feel like if it's a ceramic dish of some sort, you could probably blow it up or at least crack it well no i'm talking about a metal bowl 
Oh, a metal bowl. Yeah, like from the actual oh. scene. Like you would use metal. Yeah. Why don't you use like a clay bowl or something? <laughs> I was trying to think of a way that we could uh, blow something up. I know. I'm gonna try and see what my dad. My dad had these mole bombs because we had a oh, mole God. issue in our old house when I was younger. So they had these big bombs that you'd put in mole holes uh-huh. and you know light them off in an attempt to just kill them. Uh, <laughs> and I'm trying to remember they were pretty big to the point where like you can't get them anymore like they're basically illegal now but he would break those out like he don't use a couple every fourth of july yeah and just throw them in the middle of the street as people were going by just to scare (laughs) the heck out of people because it's like it sounds like a bomb like it's really scary if you don't know that it's gonna happen (laughs) that's any loud noise though well i know that but this is like you know very, like, this is unnaturally loud for the 4th yeah. of July. Like, people who are expecting to hear 4th of July noises hear that and freak out. <laughs> mm-hmm. That's uh, excellent. Good stuff. Yeah, I didn't do anything for 4th. I was up at Aaron's cabin, and nobody up there really did any fireworks. I saw a few off in the distance, but I didn't even light a sparkler. You didn't even... Okay, I can't give you crap because I didn't even let sparkler either. So <laughs> I was about to like pile on and just be like, Mark, you're such a terrible person. You didn't even let a sparkler. That's good for the podcast, Grant. Don't 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 uh, hold back. You can be a hypocrite here. Okay. Nobody needs hungry, to know. Hungry hypocrite. Yes, thank you. <laughs> I've actually been <laughs> I've watched uh, both of Bo Burnham's standups in the last day. <laughs> Are you serious? Every once in a while, I just kind of want to do it, and then I do it. That's so you know? funny. I haven't heard them in a long time. Well, get on it. They're always worth a rewatch. Yeah. Also, perfect way to I don't waste know, time. Do you when we went up to the cabin senior year? Do you remember listening to words, words, words on the way there? Yeah, the whole car ride. Yeah, it's on Spotify. <laughs> if you have Spotify, I don't know if you do. I don't actually have Spotify. Okay. But... Well, you can get it for free if you want it, and Words, Words, Words is on there. Mm-hmm. I'm sure I can find stuff somewhere. Yeah. It's just, that's the one that's not on YouTube, because what is on YouTube? Uh, I, well, Make Happy isn't on YouTube, it's just on Netflix, but... Mm-hmm. Yeah. So, my second question about this... Okay. Is what do you think about spam mail? Like, just normal mail that people send. Like, in a mailbox? Yeah. I hate it. It's the worst. Don't you feel like... This is, I've always felt that, like, why isn't this illegal? Especially the stuff that isn't addressed to a person. Uh, Where yeah. it just says, current resident. Mm-hmm. It's like, if you don't know my name, then I don't want your mail. That's a pretty, that's a pretty straightforward one there. Yeah. At least spam bots online that send email, you know, are able to buy the information to at least know my name (laughs) yeah they put in some effort i'm trying to think if there's any things that like i receive or we would receive in the mail that probably doesn't have your name on it but that you still want what about ads for say like groceries and stuff well those wouldn't have but that's coming in like a newspaper yeah i I need to check i'd feel i feel like they might have our name on them 
Maybe. I have no idea. But also, just because physical mail isn't as much of a deal, I feel like people don't coupon very much. Like, if I go to Cub, they just have the coupons there. Yeah. <laughs> you know, I don't need them in the mail. True. Well, back to the original question. I absolutely hate spam mail because I love getting mail that is actually, like, I love getting letters in the mail. But when you go to the mailbox and there's just this whole stack of mail and you're so excited to open all of it. And then you start going through it and you're like, all of this is crap and no one loves me. My life is so sad. Well, and, you know, I remember, you know, senior year of high school, it was exciting when you got like your first five to ten pieces of college advertisement. If it was from a college that you cared about. Mm-hmm. And then that excitement really quickly dropped off. <laughs> it immediately disappeared. <laughs> yeah, and now it's like, you know, and then that slowly got replaced with stuff about student loans. And now it's all being replaced by credit card advertisements. <laughs> yep. That's how I feel like I'm an adult now is because I keep getting mail from Capital <laughs> One and Chase. Being like, you're Yay. pre-approved for a card. It's like, I don't care. I already have one. Back in college, it was especially annoying to me because I didn't get much mail in my mailbox. Mm-hmm. And so oh, when like I did, in college? it was... Yeah, in yeah, college. for sure. And so when I did, it was something, like, special and probably a fun letter, whatever. Something that I would enjoy to receive in the mail. But then the times when it wasn't that, it was just some crap advertisement like the bookstore has like 10% off on right. <laughs> Valentine's Day or some crap. And it's, to make everything worse, it was just like such a pain in the butt to check my mailbox because yeah. like you got to put in the code and the code is all weird and what? you'd never cuz our mailboxes we didn't have keys or anything. It was oh. like a a dial that you had like a three number digit to. The had to put in and it was weird because it's different than all other locks with dials on them and they move opposite directions. And so you always do it wrong the first time. And mine was like eight inches off the floor. So I just sit on the floor and it just happened to be in the entryway next to a door that the mail came in. And I would always check my mail like after the mail had come in for the day. So the floor was always like wet or something or someone would be walking while i'm doing it and blast cold air at me in the winter and it was just a pain in the butt now you're saying that this was like a dial like a master lock dial yes oh that's okay the that's way worse well, i was th- i was imagining like a punch code or something oh no no okay. it's like a master yeah. lock dial yeah that's way worse man now uh you were an ra Yep. I'm trying to remember, did RAs at Luther also work at the desk? Uh, in the building? Yeah. Yep. Okay. And were you guys in charge of mail then, so you kind of know what happened with the mail? No. Um, okay. At Luther, all of our mail, because it's a small enough school, all the mail went through a like, single mail center in the union. Oh, I see. And then people who worked there... Just processed it all? Yep. So okay. even to check my mail, I couldn't even go to my own building. Yeah. It was like I had to go to a separate building to do it. <laughs> yeah, because I know uh, Minnesota, the well, CAs were sometimes office people, but the office people were typically just other students. Mm-hmm. And, but, you know, still don't know the inner workings where, like, 
everyone all the mailboxes for the dorm are in that dorm but at the front mm-hmm. desk and the front desk is in charge of sorting all the mail but in addition they'll get like a pile of advertisements from whomever and be told put this in everything so you have various levels of nicely made cardstock ads that need to go in versus things that were just half sheets of printer paper <laughs> mm-hmm. oh yeah oh those were so annoying but it was nice the cas had separate mailboxes so it was easier just we would just go behind the desk and be like oh that's my mail and then just kind of throw some stuff out even if we weren't supposed to that's nice yeah well because we would that's how they would give us posters and stuff to hang up on our floors yeah you would get sort of special mail that other people couldn't and so we just have bigger mailboxes mail bins mm-hmm. whatever that could actually fit the sorts of things that we needed versus the tiny little cubicle cubbies that everybody else gets yep so for us the ras didn't get the posters but it's the assistant hall directors which was also my position right my right. final year of college and so those were our mailboxes to get posters were in the res life office and so we were supposed to go there and pick them up like a couple times a week or something and i never remembered to go there right so best case scenario i picked it up like once a week and there were always it was just this thick stack of posters that i was supposed to bring back to my building to have the ras put up mm-hmm. <laughs> and i always felt really bad because every time i went and checked it like half the posters that i would pick up for something that I already passed. <laughs> well, you know, that's why that's such a bad way to do that. Advertise. At least if you want it, like, at least put it on, you know, this is where you have to continually increase the bureaucracy. You can't trust people like you to actually remember to go check their mail. Because <laughs> yep. I wouldn't either. It's just like now you have to pay someone else to send you guys reminder emails being like, these are the events of that that you will have posters about. And so mm-hmm. you should get them up, and then that might be a bit of an impetus to get you to do it. But yeah. otherwise, it's like, eh, it's just a bunch of posters, and then if you forget some, then too bad. But also, you guys have such a small campus, it's like, you'll probably see those posters somewhere else anyway. Probably. By someone who's better at their job. Some of my other, some of my coworkers also didn't check their boxes, even as much as I did. So I wasn't the worst, mm. which is all that matters. Yeah, that's fair. As long as you don't shine out as the worst person, you're that's essentially right. the best, right? Yeah, just hang out in the middle. That's the uh, <laughs> the Carlson School, the business school at Minnesota. They have the Carlson Curve, which is like essentially 80% of people get between a B- and a B plus in every single class uh... in Carlson. And so you get a few tryhards who get A's and a few people who are so bad that they manage to not get a B. But most of the people there fall into that sort of like, they just train you into forced just above mediocrity. <laughs> Where it's like, yep, just just go along and do your work and you'll end up with a B. And if you really want to try hard, you can probably eke out an A, but it's probably not worth the effort. Yeah. Uh, that always annoyed me. Why did it annoy you, Mark? Did you always want the A? Well, it didn't bother me. I wasn't, in, like, it didn't affect me because I wasn't in Carlson. I know, but, like, why'd you say it annoyed you then? Because it's just a silly way to do things. Okay. <laughs> that's. I mean, that's basically it. It's just. It just means that your grade doesn't actually mean anything. 
You know, it's the same thing with like when you rate things and it's a it's on a scale of one to ten, but nobody ever gets below an eight. Yeah. You're like, well, True. you know, now it's a scale from one to three then. <laughs> the internet star rating scale. Yeah. Yeah. Where five is good. Your five and... is a thumbs up. <laughs> yeah. And then ones are like either a thumbs down or an issue that has nothing to do with the product. Amazon didn't get me this product in time. So, well, don't give it a one star. That's not that's not the... Dude, the, if you didn't get the product in time... Fault. Yeah. <laughs> I, uh, people all right. on the internet are silly. Yep. All right, shall we move on to your comic? Sure. Oh, I love this one. <laughs> <laughs> all right, so we got Calvin and Hobbes. I could probably recite this one from memory <laughs> if you had just told me which one it is. Yeah. Calvin is looking at a book with a pencil, a little smile on his face. Hobbes is next to him. Calvin says, I'm doing a crossword puzzle. Number three across says, bird. Hobbes goes, hmm. And Calvin gets a little excited. says, I've got it. Yellow-bellied sapsucker. And Hobbs says, but there are only five boxes. And Calvin says, I know. These idiots make you write real small. <laughs> and, and Hobbs looks a little confused. <laughs> uh, all right. Why did you choose this one, Grant? Because it made you one. laugh again? <laughs> yeah, because it made me laugh. I just thought it was funny. And it made me think about times where you're just so confident about something. And about the fact that you're right, that you don't even like notice the fact that you're definitely not right, and there's clear indications of that, but you just go for it like full power, don't even second guess yourself, because you know you're right. And then I assume later you figure out and you look like an idiot because you're wrong. I assume that you're speaking about yourself. Maybe. <laughs> I've definitely done it a time or two. Oh yeah, everybody does it sometimes. You know. <laughs> I don't know. Eh. That's always tough to kind of like keep that in the back of your head all the time. Especially yeah. because we kind of live in an age where that's not valued, you know? Like yeah. by by the by the masses, it's sort of like people expect you to be firm and stick to your viewpoint and if you change then you know, you're a flip-flopper. Mm-hmm. We don't like those. Nope. Well, that's always witch. frustrating. I feel like recently I've been trying to do a lot more of kind of just going for things, even if I don't know that I'm right, and being more okay with just royally screwing up. But it's definitely a struggle and can get awkward at times, for sure. What do you mean? When have you been trying to do that? Um... Like, throughout the past year, when I, w- when I would have, like, be a part of group conversations and stuff, I would try to much more actively voice my opinion, even if I hadn't fully, like, flushed out my own opinion and thought through it all the way to make sure that it was the right opinion, quote-unquote. But, um, because I feel like a lot of the time in conversations, I'll just, or discussions about a particular topic... I'll just kind of sit by and won't add a lot because I'm trying to make sure that my thoughts and opinions are so 
correct and foolproof that I don't end up even contributing anything to the conversation. Whereas I think in a conversation, there's some value in the growth of like putting an idea out there and having other people critique it. And it gives you a lot better perspective on the quality of the idea. And I think in a group setting, especially others can help you point out flaws in your own ideas often much quicker than you will find them on your own. And so it seems a bit more efficient. Yeah. And, and what I like about what you were saying there, uh, I, I don't know if it was intentional, but it's something that I've heard people talk a lot about is kind of separating your ideas from you. Mm-hmm. There's a really good CGP gray video that I'll attempt to link once I find it where he talks about, you know, you are a person and your ideas are just a collection of things that you carry around in a bucket. Mm-hmm. And the sort of longer that you hold on to an idea, the more it, you know, kind of stays in the bucket and the harder it is for you to take it out. But you should always think of all your ideas as these things that can be discarded and changed and, you know, adjusted as necessary. Like you as a person should be defined by the way that you think and approach new ideas and adjust your old ideas, mm-hmm. not by the ideas themselves. Yeah, absolutely. I totally agree with that. But I think a lot of people miss out on that where it's like, you know, we put a big uh, emphasis on like politicians who have thought a particular way for demonstrably their entire career. You know, people Mm -hmm. gave Hillary Clinton a lot of flack for, you know, changing her viewpoints based on you know, how society changes, but that's also like, obviously part of it is political, but a part of it is also just like, you can see that change among everybody, mm-hmm. you know, as you grow older and things change around you, you start to adjust to them as well. Yeah. So I think that that's, you know, good and pretty normal that, you know, people can kind of think through things and that's how you should sort of be defining yourself. Yeah. I think you should be more defined by the way that you kind of approach ideas and are willing to think about critically and change your own ideas if you notice they're wrong rather than just the ideas that you originally had if that makes any sense yeah definitely and i think part of that then is also you know i think one of the best ways to kind of see how people or or I guess how someone may sort of define themselves. One of the best ways to do that is to sort of look at the sort of things that they create on their own. Mm -hmm. Because if you're generating new ideas or assimilating ideas from lots of sources, uh, that is probably the best representation that you can give of sort of your thinking process. And it's the process that matters and not necessarily the, you know, the conclusion that you ultimately arrive at. Mm-hmm. College taught us so much, Grant. <laughs> Yay, learning, knowledge, <laughs> exploration of knowledge. Woo! Uh, do you do many crossword puzzles? 
I don't. I don't do crossword puzzles at all. I feel like I maybe should. I don't know. I feel like I'd get bored with them very quickly, though. They're one of those things where I've done a few, and they're just really frustrating Mm -hmm. because there are certain clues that, like, if you do crossword puzzles, you just kind of get to know them. Like, they just have an agreed-upon sort of rhetoric with how they write clues that you just kind of have to get used to. And that's kind of the same with any puzzle or game, but it still makes it kind of frustrating to try and get started with them, as opposed to Sudoku, which is just like, it's just a puzzle, you just do it. Mm-hmm. There's not a subjective aspect to it, yeah. or anything like that. Hmm. What puzzles do you like? What kind of puzzles? I don't do many puzzles. Like games I... or anything? I don't have the attention span to sit down and do a puzzle. <laughs> to be completely honest. Well, not I, even like games or anything. You have the attention span to sit down and build a 3D printer. That counts. Yeah, but that's a very complicated puzzle. And so there's always like new things about it that I don't understand. And that confuse me. That my passion or drive to understand and figure out kind of pushes me to continue working at it to figure it out because in my head I think what how does this work and it bugs me that I don't know how it works so I look it up and figure out and do research and try to better understand how it works versus versus like a crossword puzzle it's just there's words and i just don't know the words and i know (laughs) i know everything other than the word yeah so no puzzles not even like phone games or anything i am not allowed to have games on my phone that's a personal rule that i made (laughs) for myself okay to avoid wasting my time because i I was really hoping you'd say that your parents told you that because you're living at home (laughs) (laughs) no oh that would be great (laughs) <laughs> no they would never dare try to do something like they that do, like the child locks that you can now do on iphones <laughs> put on parental controls yeah <laughs> oh god no that'd be bad well i guess i kind of have that rule a little bit i don't it's been a long time since i've really played a lot of games on my phone like i have a couple on my phone but i really don't use them like mm-hmm. i have unblock me which is just a staple that i'll always have on my phone it's good to do yep. in sitting in lines because I got really good at it over the years and so now I just kind of mindlessly do it. Mm-hmm. This new game called Infinity Loop, which is sort of a minimalistic game where all it is, there's just little loops. So it'll be like quarter circles and other little objects and you tap each quarter circle to get it to go to rotate around its origin and then Mm -hmm. the idea is just to figure out how to rotate all of these pieces so that you ultimately get a closed loop figure Uh, but but literally all it says when you do a puzzle it's just just the loops not even taking up most of the screen like they take up they just they're just kind of in the center of the screen there's no (coughs) like there's a excuse you Sorry. You're fine. There's only a little menu, like a very faint menu button at the bottom. But other than that, it's just a blank screen 
with just these little pieces that you move around. So like it's very minimalistic, uh, which is quite pleasing. I I can definitely see how you would enjoy that game, Mark. I used to play Minesweeper a lot, and then I just kind of stopped. I played Flow. I beat all of that. Uh, uh, I like I purchased the extra one so that I could get up to like fifteen by fifteen puzzles. Oh my gosh! Uh, and beat all of those. <laughs> I don't know. I everyone like I'll sort of get into a phone game for like a few weeks, and there mm-hmm. there are always puzzle ones. I've only ever played like puzzly type games. Yep. And then either it's just a boring game, and then I delete it right away. Where it really captures my attention, and then I beat it all, and then I delete it after that. Uh, yeah. And then Unblock Me is really the only exception, where I've just uh-huh. had that on my f- every phone forever, because there's they're always adding new puzzles, and even though I've completed thousands of puzzles on it, there's still more to do. I feel like I would be so much less productive if I had puzzle games on my phone, because I can get really like engrossed into things like that. Mm-hmm. So it's just suddenly hours are gone of my existence, and yeah. I've just been doing these dumb puzzles. All right, I'm afraid to go down this rabbit hole because I'm trying to think. My idea, my my goal, even though I've never told you this, for this mm-hmm. show, okay, is to decide on a length. Because for Ohack, we've kind of are we kind of decided at one point that partially just due to our own time restrictions when recording we want Uh each episode to be around an hour okay uh and the new the one that we just did will end up being around 70 minutes which is fine like we had the time to record so it wasn't a big deal Mm -hmm. Uh, but we want to keep them around an hour okay for us we are limited because of the amount of hosting that we are that we are allocated oh as in, we can only. Um, second, let me sign in. As Mark types while he's talking, which is something he specifically no, but this told is, me but no, not no, to no, do. No, but this is this is fine because <laughs> uh, I'm talking about what I'm doing. Okay. I just wanted so to try to call you out. Each month, we get three hours of content we can upload. Okay. Right. Yep. Which basically means that if we were to do, like, an episode a week at, like, 40 minutes, mm-hmm. then we would be fine. Yep. Or longer episodes every other, like, whatever, you know. Mm-hmm. But what I'm trying to do, both with OHAC and this, even though obviously it's failed miserably with this one so far, <laughs> <laughs> is to try and have some sort of consistency where it's like, pick a time each blah number of days or weeks yeah and just sit down and just get it done so that we can like just kind of get into a get into the swing of things a bit Mm -hmm. uh but what i'm trying to say is that based on what the length of this is and what we might end up deciding today what we want to do i'm trying to decide if i really want to get down the rabbit hole of talking about how we've set up our phones oh gosh uh, but I think that that's <laughs> a scary thing to do, and that would also sort of uh, completely change what we talk about on this podcast. Because <laughs> I, I feel like, like you and I could talk about those sorts of things. I mean, mo- I mean, most of my friends and I, like Mikhail, definitely could. 
But oh, yeah. We could probably go on for a while about that sort of stuff. <laughs> I feel like you probably have more deliberate thought and intention to the way that you've set up your phone than I do. Oh, yeah. I think I can talk it. about mine very quickly. Sure. Well, either way. Uh, maybe not right now. Okay. We'll maybe leave that for time. another day. Yeah. But do you want to talk about what, because uh, we're at around 40-ish minutes of recording mm-hmm. right now. What are we at? Uh, yeah, we're basically at 40 minutes of recording. Uh-huh. Um, which is kind of my original thought of what we could do is, like, we each get around 20 minutes for our uh, comics. Yep. But what sounds good to you as far as frequency and time and all that sort of stuff. What do you think you could commit to, Grant? Can you commit to me? Um, Are we at that stage in our relationship? <laughs> I I really want to, Mark. I know. But. <laughs> oh, no. Bye, Mark. I'm never talking to you. No, I'm just kidding. Um, <laughs> he just ices me. <laughs> just ghost him. Never uploads his side of the recording, <laughs> and that's the end of the podcast. I'll just never. upload this, the raw Skype conversation. <laughs> just because I never figure out how to <laughs> export it correctly without messing it up. No, you're fine. Um, I feel like once a week isn't unreasonable, but then again, I know there's going to be a lot of changes in my life in the next, or I, I hope desperately that there will be a lot of changes <laughs> in my life in the next like six months so i have then, no idea what if we decide on a date and time and then it turns out that i work during that time or something then we adjust like I, we don't like it's one of those things where either we can just set out a time and be like we're gonna leave this time open okay to the best of our ability i mean once again it depends on what sort of job you end up getting whenever you get one Hopefully Assuming not I just like one. a random part-time job where like you're at the whims of your manager. Subway. <laughs> but if you get a normal job like I'm going to get, then it's easier yeah. to plan these sorts of things, which is what I'm hoping for. And then especially well. if we say 40 minutes and then this whole process could just take 45 minutes if we want it to. Yep. You know, then I think that that's very doable once a week. To just find 45 minutes to just sit down and get it done. I agree. Yeah? Yep. Cool. Then let's do it. I'll commit to 45 minutes every week, I hope. Then I can be your rock, Grant. This can be your foundation. The thing that you can go back to every week when everything's swirling around you and you say, well, at least I have comical start to look forward to this week.